Welcome to Inner Healing Intelligence. Today we're going to be talking about psychedelics and more specifically psychedelic assisted psychotherapy. For some of you listening to this episode, this might be brand new information to you. And if you, like me, grew up with very strong anti-drug messaging, it might be a little surprising to learn that there's actually been decades of research dating back even to the 1950s on the therapeutic use of psychedelics like LSD, psilocybin, and other medicines. I'm going to be talking a little bit today in very general terms, some of the research on these medicines and how I came to learn about them and what led me to want to become a certified psychedelic assisted psychotherapist. There is a lot to unpack here today, so stay tuned. Welcome everyone. My name is Dr. Lori Little, and I'm a clinical psychologist, mindfulness coach, psychedelic therapist, wife, and mom. My passion is helping people learn to listen to and trust their inner healing intelligence, that part of us that is always moving towards health and growth. Ultimately, when we allow our inner healing intelligence to be our guide, we can stop looking outside of ourselves for answers. We can experience more joy, more peace and more connection with others than we may have ever thought possible. Although it may sound simple, it is by no means easy. Join me as we discuss the many challenges and opportunities that listening to your inner healing intelligence can bring to your life. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Lori Little and today we're going to be talking about all things psychedelics. This is a topic that I am profoundly passionate about and have been learning about for the last 10 years. However, truthfully, it's only been within the last three years that I started to talk more openly about my interests and experiences in this area. Prior to 2020, there was a tremendous amount of stigma associated with these medicines. And although that stigma still remains, I would say that this has been dramatically reduced by a lot of the media exposure on this topic. There have been numerous um, documentaries like How to Change Your Mind with Michael Pollan, as well as Dosed and Have a Good Trip, where celebrities such as Sarah Silverman and Sting openly share their experiences with psychedelics. As more and more research also became published on the more positive effects of certain psychedelics on mental health, I felt like I might finally be able to take the leap and start talking more openly about my experiences. Today I'm going to talk more about my own personal journey into the world of psychedelic medicine and share a little bit more about what the research says about these medicines. I really have to credit my husband for first introducing me to this field as he was the one to first learn about how psychedelics can be helpful to us. And ironically, this topic has been a source of great stress in our marriage 
uh, over the years when I had lots of anxieties about it, mostly due to the stigma and the legality aspects of it. And like I've shared before, I grew up as someone who had really taken to heart the don't do drugs messages of the 70s and 80s. I was someone who had never tried any drugs. I really never drank alcohol, which certainly was unusual, especially in my college years. But it just really wasn't something that I felt comfortable with. And so when my husband first started to explore this, this was definitely, uh, it definitely created a tension for a little while. As my husband shared more and more studies and documentaries on the topic, we decided that we would travel to Peru in 2013, where a certain medicine called ayahuasca is legal. Ayahuasca, for those of you who might not be familiar with it, it's really a, you could call it a brew or a tea that is made from the stems and vines and leaves of a shrub that is found in South America. And it's been used for centuries by natives to help with healing, as well as primarily in rituals and their spiritual traditions. So we found a retreat center in the mountains of Peru and planned a two week trip together. I will say that this experience was quite unpleasant for me. I did not unfortunately have any of the visions or the spiritual insights or anything positive from this experience. I only had the negative side effects, which are unpleasantly uh, vomiting and diarrhea and general stomach distress. So this was really not a fun experience. I even tried it a second time in the hopes that maybe it was just me and I needed a little more experience. Having been someone who had never had a psychedelic experience before, I thought, okay, maybe let me go twice and see if that helps, but no, it really didn't. All the other retreat goers are having these magical and mystical and fantastic experiences, and I'm like, uh, yeah, no, not for me. So I ended up leaving the retreat early, finding a lovely little bougie hotel in the city and just waited for my husband to join me afterwards. Since this was so unpleasant, I took a little hiatus from the whole thing for actually a couple of years while my husband continued to learn and explore on his own. Eventually, we learned about other medicines that can give you profoundly spiritual and moving experiences without all the negative side effects that ayahuasca has, and that's really where my own journey began. Let me talk a little bit about the different medicines that are commonly used today. I'll focus today just on two medicines, one called psilocybin and the other one MDMA. Psilocybin is derived from mushrooms. So if you've ever heard the term magic mushrooms, psilocybin is actually what people are talking about. Psilocybin has been shown in many studies to help a wide range of mental health issues. 
The best resource for learning all about studies related to psilocybin uh, is the Johns Hopkins Center. So if you look up Johns Hopkins Center for Psychedelic and Consciousness Research, you'll see a ton of information. And they're the leaders, I would say, in this country on researching psilocybin. There you can see research on how psilocybin has been shown to be effective for depression, end-of-life anxiety, smoking cessation, alcohol abuse, and many other issues. There are currently clinical trials underway looking at the effects of psilocybin on eating disorders such as anorexia, other conditions such as obsessive-compulsive disorder or OCD, Alzheimer's disease, and even post-treatment Lyme's disease. So there is a ton of research and I couldn't possibly review it here on the podcast. In one study, however, that really stood out to me looking at the effects of psilocybin on end-of-life anxiety, participants rated their experiences with psilocybin as being the single most profound experience of their lives, up there with getting married or having a child. And I know for me, I could definitely relate to this piece of the study. Another medicine that you might also hear about is MDMA. Colloquially, MDMA is referred to as molly or ecstasy. And this medicine works a little bit differently, but this medicine has been shown to be profoundly effective in treating PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. In fact, today, MDMA-assisted therapy is really the most effective treatment we have for this condition. The primary study of MDMA and PTSD showed that 88% of the participants experienced a clinically significant reduction in their PTSD symptoms and 67% of the participants no longer even met criteria for PTSD after having this treatment. We just do not have any kind of treatment that compares to that level of effectiveness. There are also clinical trials currently underway for the use of MDMA for eating disorders, anxiety disorders, and even the treatment of social anxiety with autism spectrum disorder. So this is hugely exciting as there is so much potential to help so many, many people who are suffering with all kinds of mental illnesses and even addictions. The best resource for learning more about MDMA is probably MAPS.org, and MAPS stands for the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, so I would encourage you to check them out. There are tons of other psychedelic medicines, which I'm not going to go into today, but just to summarize, know that there have been decades of research that supports the use of certain psychedelic medicines for the treatment of all kinds of mental conditions. And the hope is, is that these medicines will become legal and available within the next one to three years. So how do these medicines work? We have a lot of theories from the biological or brain-based theories about how these medicines are creating neuroplasticity in the brain. They actually help our brains 
connect or talk to each other. The parts of the brain talk to each other in ways that they don't otherwise. As a psychologist, I'm more interested actually in the therapy aspect of psychedelic medicine. And this is what led me to get certified as a psychedelic assisted therapist. I'm more interested in the ways in which these medicines affect our thoughts, affect our feelings and our beliefs. My experience is that these medicines all help us very quickly get in touch with our inner wisdom or our inner healing intelligence. When we're not on the medicines, it is often challenging to really listen to and hear that inner wisdom because we have resistances. And when you think of, you know, what is a resistance? It could be our fears, it could be emotions, it could be beliefs like self-critical thoughts or false beliefs that we have that prevent us from really truly getting to know ourselves. But taking a medicine like psilocybin or MDMA is like a straight shot to that, where you get quickly and immediately in touch with that wisdom and listening and understanding what that wisdom is telling you when you are ready and able to hear it. Let me give you an example. If you at your deepest core level know that you are valuable, lovable, and worthy, but maybe you like me have had some difficult or traumatic life experiences that have led you to think otherwise. For myself, I was bullied uh, pretty extensively throughout my elementary school, and these experiences unfortunately led me to believe that there was something really fundamentally flawed or wrong or broken within me. I spent a lot of years truly believing that I was just not good enough or worthy enough, and so this led to a tremendous amount of striving. I strived, if that's a word, for decades, uh, really to try to just be perfect, never feeling like I measured up, no matter how many successes I had in my life, I still never really felt worthy or good enough. And so I, of course, like many people, pursued therapy. I've done traditional talk therapy, EMDR, and have been in therapy pretty much for most of my adult life. Therapy has been profoundly helpful for me personally as well as professionally. I think it is absolutely essential that a therapist have their own therapist. But I have to say that nothing ever came close to what I have been able to experience because of my own personal work with psychedelics. These medicines have really helped me to get in touch with that core belief that I am worthy, that core knowing that I am worthy and valuable and important and lovable and I'm okay just exactly the way that I am. It really has allowed me to forgive people in my life who have hurt me. And more importantly, it has allowed me to forgive myself. I am much more compassionate with myself. I'm able to treat myself with grace and love. 
much more easily than I ever could have, say, five, ten years ago. And I truly attribute this to the work that I've been able to do with these medicines. Of course, I still strive. Of course, I have moments and days where I don't feel good uh, or I don't feel confident. It doesn't mean that it has cured me from insecurities, but it really helps me much quicker get centered with that inner wisdom to remind myself, yes, I'm, I'm okay. I'm lovable no matter what and really feeling okay if people don't like me, feeling okay if I'm not perfect, just giving myself so much more grace than I ever used to. There is no doubt that these medicines are not for everyone, and we really don't fully know who does not benefit from these medicines, and there are probably even individuals that could potentially be harmed by them. So we're going to learn so much more as time goes on. And I also feel very strongly that these medicines should not be taken without the supervision of a professional. It isn't the medicines themselves that are the magic. It's your own ability to listen to, to process, to understand, to make sense of, to learn from what the experiences are that you have when you're taking the medicine. And a therapist can help guide you on how to make sense of your experiences in a way that is actually therapeutic and helpful and meaningful. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. I will definitely be sharing more about my own personal journeys as well as additional research on these medicines. It is a huge topic hard to cover in just one episode. I have a lot more to share, but I hope you found this interesting and I look forward to seeing you in future episodes. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more, you can reach me at laurielittle.com where I share additional free resources and lots of information. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could write a review and share it with a friend. See you in the next episode.